Welcome to You Wear It Well. Hi, I'm your host, Jeff Heiserman, physical therapist and founder and CEO of Spectrum Ergonomics and Occupational Health Services. We're at the intersection of fashion and technology, otherwise known as wearables. We look at the people, products, and research that make up this exciting world of wearables. Are you a fashion designer, electrical engineer, or someone with the dream of designing a wearable? Apply for membership to my LinkedIn group page, Biotech Fashion, and join in the discussion. Hey, let's move into some of the research. First, from October of 2020, at the University of Leeds in England, researchers there found an auxetic material that actually expands or thickens as it stretches. And that's been a pretty significant finding. Now, these materials had been used previously, but not to the extent that the material that was discovered at the University of Leeds has shown some significant promise in order to have it even more of a thickening while it stretches. Nike has put out a running shoe that has some of this material in it. But the University of Leeds has found a particular material it, through testing in its laboratory. And this material holds a lot of promise to be put into wearables. Again, as it stretches, it gets thicker. So the materials coming out of this laboratory find over the next several years should be pretty significant in the world of wearables. And let's also take a look at some of the big names in the wearable world. Odense Robotics out of Denmark recently has entered into a new partnership with the Danish Industry Foundation. And the whole aim is to accelerate the global growth in the robotics industry. With significant funding from the Danish Industry Foundation, Global Growth Robotics seeks to provide robot, drone, and automation companies across the country of Denmark with better conditions for international growth. What's exciting about this is this is one of the countries in Europe that really puts a lot of effort into robotics. And so the government and local industry putting money together to help speed this process up is great news for people in general. Over the past decade, Denmark's robotics industry has grown to be one of the country's most promising export sectors. Today, the sector has more than 300 companies and employs more than 8,500 people. The robotics industry has the potential to create up to 25,000 jobs in Denmark in the next five years. It's a global market, and to succeed, companies going into robotics need to focus more on developing new technologies and solutions. Global expansion requires dedicated focus on developing agile strategies 
and building an organization that can compete in this fast-growing market where robotics technology is continually being introduced in new and more industries. Let's take a look at a research article from 2019 from the BMC Musculoskeletal Disorders Journal. It's called The Role of Wearables in Spinal Posture Analysis, a Systematic Review. Now, I've read a lot of research in the last several years on wearables with regards to spinal posture, and this article is the best review that's out there. We'll talk a little bit about the article in general, and then we'll get into some more specifics. Wearables consist of numerous technologies that are worn on the body and measure parameters such as step count, distance traveled, heart rate, and sleep quantity. Recently, various wearable systems have been designed capable of detecting spinal posture and providing live biofeedback when posture is sustained. It's hypothesized that long-term use of wearables may help to improve spinal posture. Now, as a physical therapist, that's an excellent idea. So they read further into the article, took a look at a couple of the questions that the research asks. The first one is, examining the capabilities of current devices assessing spinal posture. What are the capabilities of the current devices out on the market? Also, identifying studies that are implementing such devices in the clinical setting. So how many of them are there that are actually being used clinically? And comments on the clinical practicality of integration of such devices into routine care where appropriate. So how many of those studies have taken a look at that? And is there enough data out there to give us some indication of the role that these wearables play in spinal posture analysis? Well, the authors did a comprehensive systematic review across several databases. The articles related to wearable systems used to measure spinal posture amongst all published studies dated from 1980 up until 2019. The data was extracted and collected as per a checklist that the authors provide in the research. So what are the results? A total of 37 articles were extensively reviewed and analyzed in the final review. The proposed wearables most commonly used have inertial measurement units, those are IMUs or sensors, as the underlying technology. Wearables measuring spinal posture have been proposed to be used in the following settings. Post-operative rehabilitation, treatment of musculoskeletal disorders, diagnosis of pathological spine posture, monitoring of progression of Parkinson's disease, detection of falls, workplace occupational health and safety, and comparison of different interventions. Well, the general conclusions show that this was the first and only study 
to specifically review wearable devices that monitor spinal posture. The author's findings suggest that currently available devices are capable of assessing spinal posture with good accuracy in the clinical setting. However, further validation regarding the long-term use of these technologies and improvements regarding practicality is required for commercialization. Now, delving a little further into the article, we take a look at that the study selection shows that the articles have to be inclusive of wearable technology that can monitor posture in two different planes and that be able to monitor the posture of the spine. And the articles are written in English between 1980 and April of 2018. So if the rebel technology was classed as robotic and not able to monitor the spine, then it was excluded. It was also excluded if the technology was only capable of identifying activity or discriminating between body position. So these authors took a look at over 1,427 articles, 37 of which were selected through to their inclusion criteria. So as we take a look along further through the article, we can see that the authors did quite a bit of work to do their meta-analysis. And with all the different technologies capable of measuring spinal posture that were proposed in all the 37 articles that met their inclusion criteria, the most commonly used was the IMU, or the Inertial Measurement Unit. And they're generally comprised of one or more accelerometers and one or more gyroscopes. And we also include one or more magnetometers. Forces measured by accelerometers may be static, such as gravitational force, or dynamic, caused by moving or vibrating the accelerometer. The use of gyroscope permits precise measurement of angular velocity that is not influenced by outer external forces, such as accelerometry. The absolute nature of gyroscopes, however, raises the issue of bias error due to drift. Unlike accelerometers, which use a gravity vector as a reference, gyroscopes do not have a reference and therefore are unable to reset to an initial state, thus leading to an accumulation of errors. This may be reduced through a magnetometer integration as these calibrate IMUs with reference to the Earth's magnetic field. However, as magnetometers cannot discriminate between the Earth's and other magnetic fields, they may be prone to interference from hard iron distortions. As a result, IMUs contain a combination of all three monitors in all three vehicle axes planes, pitch, roll, and yaw. Now, some wearables couple IMUs with other technologies to improve overall accuracy of derived data. In one research study proposed that the wearable be combined 
with two IMUs linked by a potentiometer. The potentiometer was shown to greatly improve the validity of the system by assessing the relative longitudinal rotation between the two IMUs. The same study reported that the inclusion of the potentiometer reduced all root mean square error to less than five degrees, vastly improving data reliability. So wearables measuring spinal posture have many possible applications in the prevention, monitoring, and treatment of chronic disease. Mass production of smartphones, tablets, and laptops have led to their incorporation into everyday life. In office workers, long hours spent sitting in front of computers inevitably leads to poor posture. And ergonomic strategies to maintain correct posture, such as standing desks, have somewhat helped to reduce the occupational risk to posture. However, the unconscious deviation from intended correct spinal posture is inevitable. Wearable systems with the ability to monitor posture and provide real-time feedback, alerting of sustained poor posture can enable workers to correct their posture and hence decrease total time in poor postural states. One of the research articles proposed that an IMU-based wearable system for office workers that was reported to be sensitive enough to warn the user of poor postural states. This study was only a proposal and preliminary verification of the prototype with studies assessing its validation in the office worker setting are ongoing. This occupational environment represents a key health domain where such sensors may yield reduction in degenerative and traumatic postural changes on the basis of wearable derived preventative strategies. Such workers, particularly in the construction industry, are regularly exposed to postural changes, especially repetitive strained postures and heavy lifting, establishing a clear focus population for future research. One author even proposed a wearable system with accompanying smartphone application, producing auditory alerts upon detection of poor posture in the head, neck, or trunk for longer than the acceptable holding time. Like the system proposed by one of the other articles that the author cited, this tool is also pending clinical validation. Wearables measuring posture have great potential for use in physical rehabilitation. Low back pain and other musculoskeletal disorders often require significant long-term rehabilitation to strengthen muscles and counteract postural deviations. Monitoring of posture using wearables to help assist physical therapists ensure patients are properly executing rehab exercises. Furthermore, these wearables may also allow for reduced supervision by health professionals and the introduction of tele-rehabilitation via video conferencing. By using a wearable system at home, a physical therapist may be able to instruct and remotely monitor a patient's posture in real time. Telerehabilitation is likely to have the biggest use in those geographically far from medical services and those who struggle to leave their residence, such as the elderly. A systematic review of telerehabilitation by one of the authors included in the articles here reported that patients and therapists perceive telerehabilitation as useful and convenient. 
It was also reported that the telerehabilitation was less costly for the healthcare system. However, a cost analysis was not provided. Postural wearables have the potential to become the primary treatment modality for some musculoskeletal disorders. One of the included articles proposed a wearable system for treatment of adolescent idiopathic scoliosis. Traditionally, this was being treated by braces that exert a passive force on the spine, causing the wearer to actively pull away from the induced pressure points. It is reported that the active muscle contraction induced is the most important therapeutic component. The system proposed enforces active contraction through vibrotactile feedback, which was shown to be effective in encouraging postural correction in those with adolescent idiopathic scoliosis and claimed the device error was less than 1% for measurement in a particular angular range. Another cited study proposed a similar device using IMU sensors affixed to a garment for the treatment of postural kyphosis in adolescents. Like idiopathic scoliosis in adolescents, postural kyphosis is primarily managed by aggressive bracing, aiming to strengthen back muscles and increase spinal flexibility. The researchers' findings highlight an excellent correlation in the comparison of sensor data to a standardized rotating wheel apparatus. However, both systems have demonstrated accurate adequate accuracy, data assessing long-term outcomes and longitudinal clinical use remains lacking though. There are no current studies demonstrating the impact of such devices on correction of posture. Other clinical applications for postural monitoring wearables include detection of falls within the home, prevention of falls through improved postural control, assessment of Parkinson's disease severity, the objective nature of wearables allows for their use in the aforementioned applications without the concern of subjective bias. With significant validation of posture wearable systems, it may be possible for their use in the diagnosis of pathological spinal posture and a comparison of treatment modalities through the assessment of pre and post treatment postures. So as far as the practicality goes, Many of the proposed wearables promise the potential use in a wide variety of clinical applications. The biggest challenge remains in the lack of validation of these technologies. Most of the reviewed articles either solely proposed prototype designs or conducted preliminary verification of devices using very small samples over a short term of time. In order to validate their use for long-term postural monitoring for improvement Larger and longer duration validation studies are required. Compared to their physical activity monitoring counterparts, wearables measuring posture are significantly lagging behind in terms of commercialization. While the aforementioned lack of validation studies is a major cause, the need for more than one sensor in determining spinal posture presents a significant challenge regarding practicality. Although some of the wearable systems proposed only use one sensor. One of the included studies reported an optimum number of three IMU sensors for accurate classification of posture. These findings indicated that the addition of more than three sensors did not achieve a significantly significant improvement in the accuracy of postural analysis data. 
So multiple sensors require connection via wires and attachment to the body. Often by strapping, they may be challenging the user to remove and reattach. The key to the commercialization of these devices is finding the perfect middle ground between accuracy and wearability. Hence, it is understood that this is the rationale for the popular choice of three sensors as seen in many of the proposed devices. One method is to make multiple sensor wearables more practical is the incorporation of sensors into smart textiles. One of the articles proposed a wearable garment that contained four IMUs incorporated within stretchable conductive yarn. The conductive yarn functioned to transmit signals from the sensors to the processor and also allow for battery power transmission. The wearable garment was reported to provide a reliable estimation of postural tilt of the torso And it's suspected that the increase in the estimation errors occurred in this study due to the relative motion of the IMU modules against the body. Despite the stretchable nature of the fabric, however, future improvements to this system must address this issue of sensor movement. One of the articles that was reviewed took a look at three commercially available wearables that are able to monitor spinal posture. And these three particular devices that were utilized to measure the posture. Took a look at also measuring breathing and posture and sending notification reminding users to maintain a neutral posture. So these three different devices by this company had, were only a qualitative analysis and there was no reference to significant quantitative validation. A comprehensive review of the literature also failed to find published validation trials for these particular devices. Hence, for the research, assessing their impact long-term is required. As devices continue to improve in accuracy and achieve validation, we believe the next step towards integration of such wearables would be to establish a link between data output and diagnostic predictability while optimizing costs of integration. The implication of diagnostic algorithm in this regard would facilitate healthcare delivery without the need for regular consultation and the potential to remotely highlight populations requiring urgent intervention. This remains a key focus for the researchers throughout this article and the authors of this article as well. And in conclusion, this is the only study to specifically review wearable devices that monitor spinal posture. This review reveals that spinal posture can be measured through the use of various technologies, but there is limited data regarding the validation of the same. More research into the accuracy and long-term outcomes of these devices is required for a greater understanding of their clinical applicability. Furthermore, improvements regarding practicality are required before commercialization and mass uptake can be considered. So overall, this research was very well done in taking a look at the available research studies and just how applicable they are to rehabilitation. So I think we have a good start so far, and I think that we'll continue to see more research being done on this and published in the next few years. And let's take a look 
at the people and companies in the news. Well, speaking of Adensive Robotics, we're going to talk about the Startup Hub and our featured company is Tonus Tech. In February of 2021, they became a part of the Startup Hub at Adensive Robotics. And they're taking a look at some very interesting technology to be able to move their ideas forward. Tonus Tech aims to combine wearable and soft robotics technologies to create robotics that help people move and improve their health and quality of life. They're convinced that exercise increases longevity and they want to motivate people to stay active, augment their performance, and prevent injuries. Their solutions are unique in the way that they propose to use polymer-based technology for both sensing and actuation. Their technology for multi-limb motion analysis and modeling and the transfer of exoskeleton technologies to wellness and health tech. The biggest goal for their future is to be able to prove that exosuit technologies can become lightweight and easy enough to use that in the future they will be part of our clothing and able to provide support for our vision of helping people with their mobility. They also want to push the introduction of robotics in sports, imagining superhuman sports in which everyone can equally enjoy the benefit of physical activity. They know this is a huge challenge, but they believe that the key to success contains three main factors. Engagement with the end users right from the start, the exploration of novel soft robotics, actuation technologies, and the focus on human-controlled, intelligent control systems. They want to act as integrators of these technologies, using their expertise and passion to create the full package solution that combines deep tech elements with user focus and fashion and design at the front. I think that is a marvelous set of goals to have. And as a physical therapist, I really feel that their product has a lot of potential, not only for in the rehabilitative field, but I think also just the regular exercise market as well. Hey, if you're a startup wearable company and you'd like to be able to get your information on this podcast, please contact me at my company website, www.spectrumergonomics.com. I'd love to be able to feature a little bit about what you're doing to let the world know about your wearable. Well, thanks for joining me at the intersection of fashion and technology. And may you wear it well. Um.